Before tonight's episode, I want to let you know about our supporters feed, Get Sleepy Premium, the best way to experience the show and get a good night's sleep. With Get Sleepy Premium, everything is ad-free. You'll receive a bonus episode every week and have full access to our entire back catalogue. Your support really helps and means so much to us. Simply tap the link in the show notes to learn more. Now, a quick word from our sponsors who make it possible for us to bring you two free episodes each week. Have you ever wished that we'd include soothing nature sounds as a background throughout a Get Sleepy episode? For example, maybe you would like to pair tonight's story with the sound of gentle rainfall. Well, now you can. We have partnered with the Deep Sleep Sounds app to help you create soothing soundscapes that will play in the background while you're listening to Get Sleepy. Here's what you need to do. Simply download the Deep Sleep Sounds app, choose your preferred sound and add it to the mix by tapping in the circle next to it. Make sure you go to the Controls tab within the Deep Sleep Sounds app and toggle the button to Allow Background Audio. This will mean you can listen to Get Sleepy and the app sounds at the same time, and you can control the volume of the specific sounds in the Mix tab. It's the ultimate sleep experience. Through our partnership with Deep Sleep Sounds, you can get a 30-day free trial by going to deepsleepsounds.com slash get sleepy. That's deepsleepsounds.com slash get sleepy. Or just follow the link in the show notes for a 30-day free trial of the Deep Sleep Sounds app. Welcome to Get Sleepy the podcast where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. I'm your host, Thomas. Thanks for tuning in. Tonight, Maria will be reading our retelling of a folktale about how the darkness of night came to be. There are many versions of this story from Africa and Brazil, It begins a very long time ago, in a place where the sun shone brightly at all hours, and the people knew only daytime. In the end, thanks to love, cleverness, and a dose of human error, nighttime became a restful part of life. Make sure you're nice and comfortable in bed. Settling into whatever position feels best right now. And gently letting your muscles relax and your head and neck to sink into the soft, supportive pillow. Take a moment to just check in with yourself, sensing any niggling thoughts or worries, any emotions perhaps that stand out to you at this moment, and any physical tensions or aches in the body 
take some deep, nourishing breaths. And as you do, just acknowledge whatever you might be feeling right now. Accept its presence in your body or your mind, but know that now is the time to rest and to let go. Life brings all of us a great number of challenges, emotions, and feelings every single day. Though we all strive to be as content and happy as we can, it's unrealistic to expect that we'll never find things difficult or experience lower moments. It's just part of being human. So, in this moment, just accept things as they are. Let go of any desire or strain to change things. Simply allow yourself to accept and to rest. Take one more deep breath in and calmly release the air back out before returning to your natural rhythm of breath. Now that you're making your way towards sleep, I'll hand over to Maria for our story. We're going back in time, a long way back. The world was new, when the light of day and the darkness of night did not cross paths. A very long time ago, when gods and goddesses shared the earth with animals and people, there was no such thing as day or night. This doesn't mean there was no difference between light and darkness, but the two could not be found in the same place. On land, The day was eternal. The sun shone brilliantly all the time. Both people and animals lived on the land, and they never slept. Darkness had its place deep in the waters of the ocean. In the murky canyons and coral reefs under the water, marine life thrived in glorious color. The fish and other creatures beneath the seas 
did not need sunlight in order to live happily. In fact, they enjoyed the darkness and peace they were used to having in the cool tranquility of the ocean. In the marine world, all creatures were ruled by the Serpent King. Because of his wisdom, the timeless patterns of the ocean kept their rhythm, and the cycle of life always continued as it was meant to. He did not trouble the sunlit people on the land. They took only what they needed from the sea to survive. So it was that the darkness and the light lived side by side and never traded places. The darkness was bound to the water, and the light was bound to the land. The Serpent King had a daughter whose beauty was famous even beyond the riches of his kingdom. One day, the king on the land heard of the beauty of the Serpent Princess and vowed to seek her hand in marriage. He rowed his boat very far out from the shore, taking a bag of sparkling jewels that could only be found in the earth. The land king hoped that this gift of precious stones would win him favor with the serpent princess and her father. When he could hardly see the shore anymore and he was over a very deep part of the water, the land king opened up his bag of treasures and dropped them into the water one by one. The sparkling earth gems tumbled down, down, down into the Serpent King's domain. And he was very impressed. With his permission, the Serpent Princess swam up to the Land King's boat to thank him for the gift. The King from the land could see that her beauty had not been exaggerated. She had long, flowing hair and eyes that were blue and green like the ocean. She was more lovely than any woman he'd known. The serpent princess was also quite taken with the land king. He had a handsome face and brown eyes that were like the earth. She fell in love with him and agreed to be his wife. The Serpent King was sad to see his daughter leave the ocean, but he thought this man was worthy of her. He gave his blessing for her to marry the Land King and live with him at his palace in the sunlight. 
their marriage took place at the shoreline, where the rushing water met the warm, dry sand. The creatures who lived in the ocean watched from the colorful coral reefs. Dolphins splashed through the waters in celebration. From the beach, the hummingbirds and parrots called out in honor of the new queen. The majestic jaguars watched in approving silence. When the wedding had ended, the king escorted his ocean bride through the lush green jungle to his sun-drenched palace. Along the way, the queen was in awe of the wildlife in this world of light. Monkeys swung cheerfully through the treetops, and sloths watched curiously from the tree branches. Anteaters and armadillos crawled along the ground. The queen was enchanted by everyone who lived in her dazzling new home. The king was a kind and fair man. At first, the new queen was very happy living with him in his majestic home. The palace had been built to worship the sun. It had high arch windows and wide verandas letting light in from all sides. The golden stone of the walls and floors held the warmth of the sun's rays and reflected its brightness. It was a house with no shadows. But as time went on, the never-ending brightness of her new world began to tire the queen. Until now, she had spent her entire life floating in the cool darkness of the sea. But now, the color slowly began to fade from her cheeks, as if she was being bleached by the sun. The sun of the land creatures seemed to dry and fade her brilliance. Although she did not complain, her husband noticed her decline. With great concern, he asked her what he could do to make her happy. I long for the darkness, she said. I need to leave this daylight even just for a short time. If only the sun would disappear for a while... I could rest. The king was distressed by this problem and summoned his wise men to give him advice. You cannot banish the sun, the wise men said, so you must fetch some darkness from the ocean and bring it to her. There is none to be found here on the land. Feeling this was a very good solution, the king gathered his three most faithful servants. 
he gave them a large, empty cloth bag and a sack of sparkling jewels. Go to the shore where my bride and I were married, he told them. Then row the boat out very far until the water is deep and you can barely see the shore. When you reach that place, open the bag of jewels and empty it into the ocean. The serpent kin will come to you and you can ask him to fill your bag with some darkness for his daughter. The servants nodded in agreement. But the king gave them a warning. When you have the bag of darkness, do not open it, he said. Come back to the shore and bring the bag through the jungle and straight to the queen. It is very important that you follow my instructions. Again, the servants agreed. They took the jewels and the empty cloth bag and set off for the shore, where the ocean and the land met. The servants traveled directly to the water's edge and kept a close eye on the bag of jewels. They found the boat and took turns rowing very far out onto the water until the land was a distant speck on the horizon. When they all agreed that they were floating over a very deep part of the sea, they opened up the little bag of jewels. One by one, they dropped them into the salty waves. Rubies, emeralds, and diamonds glittered in the sun and then sank down into the cool blue depths. They sparkled as they disappeared. For a few minutes, the servants worried that their efforts were in vain and that the jewels had been wasted. But eventually, They saw a shadowy figure emerging from the deep, growing larger and larger under the ripples of the waves. Soon, the serpent king emerged. He towered over their small boat. His rainbow-colored scales glimmered in the sun. In a deep voice, he asked, what they wanted from him. One of the servants explained, We have been sent by our kin on the land. He said to tell you that your daughter is longing for the shadows. She is withering in the bright daylight which never ends. The kin asks if you might fill this empty cloth bag with the darkness of the ocean so that we may bring it to her. Holding the bag over the side of the boat, the servant waited nervously for the serpent king's reply. I am sorry to hear of my daughter's sadness, the king said. I will fill this bag 
and bring it back to you. Wait here. With that, he took the bag from the servant's hand and dove back into the water, leaving only a small splash behind him. Down, 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 the serpent king swam. He descended from the lighter blue and green waters near the surface, past the colorful fish to the inky depths. Behind him, tiny bubbles danced upward, rising to the surface. Finally, he reached the darkest and quietest part of his kingdom, near the ocean floor. Opening the bag, he selected the most soothing and tranquil waters. He included little creatures who made up the life force of the darkness. He chose the plants that craved the shadows. All of these he bundled lovingly into the bag, and then he tied it tightly. He ascended again, swimming up through the silky black waters. As he rose, the colors changed from inky shadows to deep blues. He once again sailed past the colorful fish and rose to the surface. Then he arrived at the side of the small boat where the servants waited. Rising out of the water, he handed them the bag, which was now very heavy and full. Take this bag to my daughter so that she may rest, he said. But do not open it. This is very important. The people on land do not know or understand the darkness. If the bag is opened before reaching her, you will not know what to do with the darkness that escapes. The servants nodded in agreement and set it carefully in the middle of the boat. Having handed them this gift of the ocean, the serpent king turned and dove back under the water. They watched as he grew smaller and disappeared into the distance. In seconds, all they could see of him was some bubbles breaking the surface. The servants began their long trip back to the shore. Each took his turn rowing the boat, but all of them kept their eyes on the mysterious bag at their feet. Indeed, the bag seemed very full of something. It moved on its own, sometimes making a splash or a sound. Once in a while, they thought they heard an animal noise from inside. 
because the servants had lived their entire lives on the land. These unfamiliar sounds make them quite curious. They continued their rowing with great energy to reach the shore as soon as possible. Being in this boat with a bag of unknown darkness was making them uncomfortable. Finally, land appeared. They were back at the glistening white and yellow beach. Pulling the boat out of the water, they stepped onto the sand and then turned to look back at the boat. But they wondered who would carry the bag. They agreed to take turns. Two of them would carry it together, while the third walked behind, making sure nothing fell out. In this manner, they began their long walk home to the palace. They journeyed through the rainforest. Under nut trees and palms, they went slowly and carefully. After a time, they traded places and continued on. As the time passed, they became increasingly jumpy. The bag seemed to have a life of its own, making strange noises or moving. At one point, it made such a noise that one of the servants carrying the bag accidentally dropped it. When this happened, the knot loosened and the top of the bag opened up. The three servants did not know what to do. They hopped nervously back from the path where the bag lay on its side. Instead of picking it up, and tying the knot, they moved away. As they watched, a dark cloud drifted from the opening and escaped. First, it slipped out in a thin stream. Then it pushed the opening wider until it was big enough for everything in the bag to get out. The three men cowered on the path. First a splash, then a rushing sound, and then little peeping noises swirled around their heads and dispersed. Knowing they had lost their precious cargo, the men grabbed the empty bag and ran off in the direction of the palace. Behind them, all the dark gifts of the Serpent King spread in every direction throughout the rainforest. Meanwhile, the Queen was lying in her room at the palace, covering her eyes to keep out the light. She was in her soft bed, but she could not relax. As she wished for sleep, she had the strange feeling a shadow was being cast around her. 
Drawing her hand from her eyes, she sat up in bed and peered at the horizon beyond the veranda. The most curious thing was happening. A dark cloud was rising from the forest and expanding. It was moving in her direction, leaving shadows behind it. In front of the darkest part of the cloud was a creeping twilight, which was spreading everywhere the cloud moved. Recognizing the one thing she had so wished for, the queen felt happy. Eager to reach it as soon as possible, she stepped out onto the veranda. She held out her hands in the direction of the approaching twilight. When the twilight settled over the veranda, she welcomed his cool embrace like a long-lost friend. She felt such relief for her release from the daylight. As a profound sense of well-being flooded her entire body, she returned to her bed and nestled herself in its downy softness. Her head sank into her pillow. Instead of lying awake now, she drifted into the deepest and most satisfying sleep she had ever known. She was finally able to rest. Arriving after the daylight had disappeared, the servants were very sheepish. They apologized to the king with great sincerity for opening the bag of darkness. What the serpent king had told them was true. They were not able to control what was inside. Those unfamiliar and wild elements from the realm of the ocean scattered through the land, turning into new creatures and embraced both night and day. So it was that the dark gifts of the serpent kin became the night animals of the rainforest. All the plants and the creatures that could thrive in the darkness came to exist. The people on the land now had a daytime and a nighttime. They learned to use the darkness as a time of rest. Just like their queen from the ocean, they found they were able to enjoy the daylight more when they had a little break from it each evening. As for the queen, she regained her beauty and her happiness thanks to her new nightly rest. After many hours of walking the sunny paths of her kingdom each day, she greeted the twilight with enormous gratitude. Then, lying on her soft bed 
with his snowy white linens, she would close her eyes and sail away on a sea of beautiful dreams. While the exotic sounds of the night creatures drifted through her window. And that is how the night came to be.